Hello and welcome to episode number 164 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. No real plugs for this episode. This is a sort of, I guess you would call it a midwinter pre-spring TV sort of sum up with Elia Lucero. We also cover some comic books and a whole bunch of other stuff in this episode. Uh, I guess the only bugs we have are for the next couple of episodes, which are we have another uh, anime episode coming up next week and then probably the following week there might be a week off but it is unlikely so the week after that is most likely gonna be a jessica jones episode and then a pacific rim episode and then probably a guest most likely a guest and then avengers and all that stuff is is uh, coming in april so yeah i mean that's basically it there's probably gonna be uh, one or two live shows coming next month that uh we're gonna be plugging oh uh you know what living room comedy show is still every friday night at the postmark cafe in park slope brooklyn uh, 6th street between 4th and 5th avenue uh yeah and those are free but now because that show is starting to kind of pack out a little bit because it's a tiny little coffee shop room you i would recommend you checking out living room comedy i will probably hopefully link in a doobly-doo but i would recommend living room comedy show rsvp for seats because you know you're seeing some amazing comedians for free and occasionally they get not even occasionally on a semi-regular basis they get people who are pretty well known to perform in a tiny little room for free so yeah i would recommend looking that up i'm gonna try and link to the doobly-doo for that rsvp thing i think that's it uh so basically yeah episode 164 oh of course as always if you like this episode if you have opinions uh we cover the tick we cover a little bit mostly the tick but we uh, we cover uh, the second half of the the first season of the tick and a couple of other things but uh yeah uh at nerd on twitter not necessarily live tweeting things anymore, although we kind of, sort of live tweet Ash vs. Evil Dead, which is on in a half hour. So, I mean, this is going up tonight, which means most of you probably won't listen until tomorrow, but we are going to be live tweeting Ash vs. Evil Dead uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Central. I don't even remember how that works anymore. In any event, uh, yeah, uh, we are still tweeting about all those CWDC shows, but not really live tweeting them since I don't really have, don't watch them live anymore. I watch them the day afterward. Uh, and I think anything else? Yeah. Hit us up, nerdproquo at gmail.com. You know, especially if you have music or you want to talk about nerdy stuff or, yeah, if you are any sort of artist, creative person, and you want us to feature, like, your music or something on the show, uh, hit us up, nerdproquo at gmail.com or at nerdproquo on Twitter. I know I keep saying this, and I will keep saying this until they actually happen. There, there will be, <laughs> there will be video stuff going up on the YouTube channel. It's just that uh, production-wise, that has been held up, and those things take longer, so they take longer to actually be posted. In the meantime, episode number 164 of the Nerd Pro Quote Podcast. Yep, and we're back. Here we are. Yeah. So, there, oh, there's. There's actually a bunch of stuff. So uh, the first thing I, I want to talk about is the tick because uh, there's a couple of things about that, like the second half of that. Yo, uh, what is it? Murder boat? Highly inappropriate. Sometimes. Yeah. That was, okay. Know, here's think. here's the thing about I think it's a danger boat. I think it's danger the name. boat. There we go. So that was the one part of it where I was just like, I get what you're doing here. <laughs> But we might have taken it a little too far. <laughs> oh my god! Like I understood, I understood like like what I liked. The shower scene was just like yeah. appropriate. Okay, <laughs> what fun. I liked was the discussion when he's trying to talk to Overkill. Yeah, about like can an AI be 
homosexual? How does that? I was like, am I even male or female? Like he's having this whole conversation says, about I identify like, as male. Yeah, but would that make me homosexual if I like another male? I'm not even human. Yeah, I love that. I, I love, love that. And, but then you get to the shower scene. It's like, okay, this is a little weird. This, this is a little odd. Uh, I get what you're doing there too. There's some definitely some touch touches of like you know. Oh, do you like it there, Arthur? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> so there are some hilarious bits. I still, I think, I think when we discussed like the first half, like season one of this, that choosing the focus on Arthur was a really good choice. And I think to, so as well. And to keep it on Arthur, essentially, and to have, like, his arc kind of finish, whereas, like, seeing him become an actual hero. Yeah. Uh, but there's just... I really... I will say I really enjoyed the second season, Not maybe not as much as the first season. I uh, There's just some stuff that they... They handled with some like seriousness. Not that that's a bad thing, because the ticket's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be like, yeah, like a parody. But there was stuff that's like I don't. The stuff that I liked better had less to do with Arthur. Like I thought that because you have more of the terror yeah. in this, and I love that guy Warshak. Yeah, I Freddy think he Kruger. kind of like he steals the scenes that he's in. He absolutely did. I even like the tiny, the little tiny, little tiny. The tiny scientist. scientist. <laughs> just so, thinking about, just like when he was carrying him, it was just so funny. <laughs> There's stuff, there was stuff in this season that so much, because of the, like, the way effects have progressed and yeah. just like stuff that you can just do that's not as expensive as it used to be, that is so much stuff that they would have done in the cartoon like the little miniature scientist, which is just something that, like, I think even a couple of, like, I think we discussed this last time, is I don't even, I don't think this show would have worked as well, even, like, five to, which is why I like the Patrick Warburton live one, but it just, it was too, it was too soon. Yeah, this show works well because we're inundated with, with, with comic book superheroes now. Yeah. If, if if it were not for that, this show wouldn't work the, uh, at the level that it works. I also think, and I love uh, Peter Saranofowitz, the guy who plays the Tick, essentially yeah. doing an Adam West impression. But the one thing I like about making him not the main character mm-hmm. is that that his level of kind of ridiculousness, if he was the main character. It, it there's something about a cartoon that that you can accept that, and then yeah. when you live watch it in live action, you just like something here needs to it needs to be grounded in some sort of reality, even if it's a ridiculous reality. And this really felt, I mean, it helps that like a lot of, so much of it is shot in New York. There's so much that is like so Washington Heights. <laughs> yeah, that they're talking and you see St. Nicholas Avenue just above their head. Yeah. This is wonderful. <laughs> There's so much about that that like grounds it in like a sort of reality. And uh and then we have the VLM. Which when you texted Love the VLM. When you texted me, I was like, wait, what? And then and then and then it took me a minute and I was like, Oh, okay, that's what it means. <laughs> did I did I finish watching the tick? Yes I did. The VLM was wonderful. I also liked how de- I the one big difference that they've made from the comic book and the cartoon, and if I remember correctly, because I don't even remember her being in the Patrick Warburton live series, is Dot is so much more of a character. Dot is wonderful, and so gets to be like a little bit of a, a little bit kicking ass in this yeah. one. Uh, I liked Overkill a lot. Yeah, I, I like the, the the reveal that he actually used to be. Yeah, and there's like a kind of question. I was oh like, my- was he really a oh. member? Was oh. he just like a hanger on? No, when he fought the dog, it was Dude, wonderful. that. There are so many things. Like, I Boy. will say. <laughs> there were so many things that like made me laugh oh harder. In the, and I think that, I did, of course, that was intentional. Yeah. Like, that this season, like, is just, you needed to kind of up the goofy. Yeah. Because it is a tick. 
Oh my god, and that's ridiculous. I have to say though, the scene that made me the happiest was and I I half expected them that they were gonna follow up and have him actually yell it is when he they're in the apartment and the tick picks up the spoon and he starts to sink and then he just says spoon and I go is he gonna yell that at some point? Because that would make me so happy. But yeah. they didn't do it. But I did appreciate that. Like that was like the the part that, as much as I enjoyed everything else, that was the one little moment where I was just like, oh, this fills me with joy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I really liked uh, the development of the. Uh, I forgot his name. The nutty neighbor, like the neighborhood guy. Dude, tinfoil Kevin. Tinfoil yeah. like Kevin. I. I there are so many things in this show and we talked about this when we talked about the the first season but there are so many things that Do you want coffee? We can pause and No. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get off of it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm yawning a lot. You guys can't see it, but I'm yawning a lot. Okay. I'm not as tired as I am like just my body is trying to it's like just, fight it. It's just kind of Yeah, I'm yeah, trying to I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to break caffeine again. So there are so many things that are like goofy and then they just decided to kind of let's ground this a little bit and somehow it makes it funnier and tinfoil hat kevin is like you just think he's this weird like yeah and the, semi-homeless dude yeah. i guess and the first and half it, of the in the first half of the of the season you you what you think about him is very different than when you yeah, learn it's about so him so different than when you get to the second half to second season you're just like oh he's got like weird Mechanical skills. Yeah. Apparently, he is a really good cook. Like it's all these weird he, he things. He fixed the antenna. Yeah. He has he has an office inside of the head of the Iron Giant. Yeah. Oh my god. Like there's so many, and like the robotic tick, the little side like robotic tick. Like there are so many things that, like I said, I really like the second season, but there are so many things that like. It's it's a really incredible like comedy thing to be like yeah. we're doing a ridiculous thing but we're pulling it back just enough so that you're not like what the fuck is going on. I like the fact that Arthur wasn't as cowardly. Yeah. Cuz that was annoying me in the first half of the of of, uh, of this season. Uh, but in the second half he lose he shakes off all the cowardly. Which is funny because in all the other inter uh, I, iterations like he's he just stays being yeah. cowardly. Now he's cautious, but not cowardly. Yeah, and he has an actual like like. There's so many things. There's just like yeah, he's a character has an actual arc. Yeah, and I really love it how like his father was killed by by um by by the terror, and then he comes back. And the terror, what was what's the terror invented brown tingle cola, and the T in brown tingle cola, um, and the logo on the building is actually his flying T. Yeah, it's flying T. And, and the fact that it's a like, little T. There's a drop Lowercase. of my pee in every bottle. <laughs> there's a drop of my pee in every bottle. <laughs> I love it. I love him. He was so great in that role. I think, and you know, he's like one of those guys who doesn't get many other type of roles. Yeah. Uh, but he's fucking. He's he's such a great actor. Such a great actor. Well, there's there's something to be said, and I think Peter Saranofowitz playing the tick is this too, even though he's doing an Adam West impression. Is one of the things that I think makes parody works, and I think we we might have discussed this, or just in general, I've discussed this on yeah. the podcast. When you talk about all of like those so-called parody movies, you know, like disaster movie and superhero movie where they just gave it a generic, they started just giving them generic names and they're supposed to be parodies, but there's no actual jokes yeah. and everyone is just acting goofy. Now this one, this, what, let's build its own world. What makes the tick I think work so well is, and what makes, you know, the terror and him being a great actor and what makes really, really good comedy on screen, in my opinion, is when your characters are there's doing absurd things, but they're taking the absurd things that they're doing 
completely seriously. Yeah, because everything makes sense in that world. Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody's that astounded when they notice how strong and, you know, durable the tick is. Yeah. Because, because the Fat Five existed in this world, plus their mascot or their tagalong friend. Nobody really knows. And also, like, I love... There, and there's some stuff that, like, they... That I want to see more of. Yeah. In... And probably not because of what's happening with Amazon right now. There might not be a, a third season. Why? Unless it's already in pre-production. Because Jeff Bezos, the guy who took over Amazon, said that the, they're not going to do any more new uh, Amazon-produced content. Anything that's already in production yeah. will continue to be in production. Oh. But last I read, yeah, he because he uh, Amazon isn't going to be doing any more original content. That might change if something blows up. Yeah. But one of the things I would have loved to have seen, or maybe it'll still happen in season three, is more of Superion. Because Superion had that, there's a moment in there where I forget what he's actually talking about, but he starts to talk about like something like he hid about the terror or like that he knew that the terror was still, or he suspected this terror was still alive. Yeah, like, and he's like, you know, he found the teeth. And he's like, you didn't mention this to everybody. He was just like, well, I got kind of, he essentially says, I got kind of addicted to the, the attention. Yeah. And then you see him and he's just like, oh, he's also just really, like he's, he's Superman if Superman was super vain. Yeah. And that in and of itself is just like, kind of like another thing that's like great and a thing that may or may not have worked yeah. like 10 years ago <laughs> i'm really i'm really digging this man i i hopefully they mean no new content but any shows that they already have that are doing well they might just keep going well yeah i think what what he said was anything that was in production or like they'd already written seasons of which is why a little bit sadly we are not gonna see or maybe because this is Actually, I think the reason why we're not going to see a season two of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, which also was I, hilarious. I, 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 I watched a few episodes seriously, and then the rest of them were kind of like background noise. I think that that's one of those things where it's just like they're, they're, the show is funny. It's super funny to me because I was a huge – I the loved CVD those fan? movie yeah. uh, when I was younger. But yeah, that, that – I like when he's taking showers with Vita Coco. <laughs> and then, like, first his shower actually has it, but then he's, like, not living there. He's in the, the warehouse, and then he has just, like, the big bottles of Vita Coco <laughs> and, like, a little waiting pool. And he's just, like, <laughs> dousing himself with Vita Coco. <laughs> I really liked it when he was, like, polishing his own statue and the girls wanted a picture, but he, it wasn't with yeah, him yeah, or the yeah, statue. Yeah, it totally wasn't a Okay, I did like Jean-Claude Van Johnson, but but probably I don't not care. as much. Yeah, probably not as much as the Tick, which I really I there's yeah. Another one of those things is just like okay, it's if we don't get more seasons, I would be kind of bummed about that, but I'm okay. I would be kind of I'm also right. okay with it. I'm alright with this one. Yeah, with yeah, this yeah. one long season. Yeah, yeah. because well, it was it it it. Fin- I mean, clearly that like you get the feeling like that world keeps going. Yeah, but. I don't necessarily need to see more of that story. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's it, it was fine. I like Miss Lint. She was fun again. I liked her, but not. Uh, I didn't like her as much. In the as second half is in the second half. Yeah, me either. I liked more of the. I really enjoyed her ex-husband, who still lives in the apartment because they own yeah. it together. Like, there wasn't enough of that. Yeah. I really liked her interaction with her new gang. And they were like, well, well, what's his name would have done it like this? Oh, but, like, we need our new identity. <laughs> it's like the Pyramid Gang was like, well, you know, we're not Egyptian anymore. We need a new identity. That was all kind of, like, all that interaction was all kind of cool, I thought. What else are you watching? Well, the one thing, I mean, even though it's just came back. Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah. How about Black Panther? Black Lightning. Sorry. Yes. Black Lightning has been great. Oh, uh, I've been loving it. Dude. Okay. Talk about 
scary villains in Black Lightning. Tobias Whale is... He was. He really scared a lot of he me. He was scary. Until Jill Scott. Until Jill Scott. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. The fucking scene With the where he's talking dust. to her. And she's just like... And then you find out that that person's kind of still alive and awake. And she's just yeah. digging in with the fucking... Oh, God. That whole scene made me fucking cringe, dude. And with the other... With, the, with, the, with, the, with Black Lightning's dude. And find out that they used to work together. Yeah. Oh, man. And the daughter fighting Black Lightning. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Watching her fight him. He was like, get away from her. She didn't even say, uh, hey, Black Lightning. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're not the one kidnapping my mom. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But she I just went say, for it. Uh, I have two conflicting feelings about the costumes on that show. Oh, my God. Is I both, I simultaneously, both Black Lightning's costume and her costume, I both love them. And simultaneously think they're a little much. It fits DC. Yeah. It fits this universe. It fits like, the like, Arrowverse. I love his costume, but I think the actual like glowing lightning bolts yeah. are uh, uh, just, just a little bit too excessive. A little overkill. Yeah. And her costume, I love that. Like She wanted to co- be colorful and not it's all black. Very mu- and it's also very much kind of in her character that she would yeah. dress up like that. But her costume is just, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's just a tiny bit too much. Is it like, the wig? I don't think it was, you know what I think you it honestly was? It was the eye makeup. I like the eye makeup. The gold? Yeah, well, it's, I think it might have been the gold in general. The, the painted I think, on gold mask? Yeah, I think, the, and it's just like, it's, it's a flashy costume, and it's totally in character, and that's what makes me, and, and just the way she rocks it, just, I love it. But there's just part of me that's like. How, how about the idea that like the first thing she did when she was in full costume was destroy that statue? Yeah, that dude. she was dope. And she did, like she she doesn't know her own strength yet. She needs to dial it down a bit. You know, she could have hurt people around the the statue, but like that was dope. That was dope. And then like she called her mom's right away. She just got in the car and called her mom. Like yeah. she was still in the seat of the crime, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was loud. like, oh my God. I, I also like it's a thing that I that maybe they might need to change later, but they're like every time she like is gonna use her She has to breathe. She has to do this little <gasps> weird breath. Like I was like again, I think it's like I get it, but She's still learning. It's a little weird. Um but I will say just like Black Panther, I will say that this might be the – and don't get me wrong. I like the first – like, I really did dig the first two seasons of both Arrow and The Flash. Yeah. This might be the best show that they've put out so I far. I haven't CW. followed – I didn't – I never watched The Flash. I've Like I said, I've watched the, the – when they – the crossover episodes of yeah. all of them. The, the Flash is – the first two seasons were enjoyable – both i mean like any series yeah. that's been on for a while like arrow just kind of sucks now and flash is really running out of steam even though they they shouldn't because there's a lot of flash stories that they could do yeah. and a lot of flash villains that they could do uh i think there's some ways in which the flash kind of blew its wad a little too early with some of that stuff i uh, i'm really well i don't know about the flash and I'm really enjoying Black Lightning. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. It's been, I mean, I'm... It's enjoyable. I'm watching it, like, a day late. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, That's how I also, watch it. I watch it the on the music choices, dude. The music choices is, is great, except for the power. 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 Pa- they need to stop that shit. Yeah. That shit is annoying. A little bit. The rest of the music is perfect. Yeah. Dude, the song, I think it's a, I might be wrong about this because I, I looked it up and I think it might have even mislabeled, but the the song at the beginning of the most recent episode, uh, I think is J. Cole, but I don't, uh, I don't, I, don't I think remember. it was listed, but I was like, I was like, this is dumb. This is perfect for this scene, Man. dude. I, I I was really enjoying it. I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. Because I, I'm, I care, I'm caring more about the daughter than I am about, about Jefferson. I'm caring more about well two things. I'm caring more about the daughter. Both I agree. of them, by the way. Both of them, yeah. And there's something just because I loved her, I love her as like her music and everything, but there's just something about watching Jill Scott play 
A fucking villain? A oh fucking villain that is just like, as soon as I saw that, and as soon as I saw that scene, and I was like, this is making me cringe. I was like, ooh, I want to see more of her. Yeah. Like, this is this is exciting to see her do this. <laughs> like, I really dug it. I really dug it. Uh, and then right before we, we, we finish here. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that episode? I really like, I liked the, I like that episode. I'll, I'll, let me say that. I, I will say as much as I enjoyed the previous season, I still have an issue with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's just like, and it's become even more prominent that it isn't even episode to episode. It's like in episode. Like in, in each episode, there are parts where I'm just like, this is great. And then there are parts where it's like, why? Okay, I don't know, this is stupid. Okay, like what? Uh, and this last one, let's, let's, let's focus on it. Well, no, no. This last one, I think. I really, I, I really like is, dude coming back from the future and just going and, and finding. Yeah. It was like, is this what beer tastes like? Do you have something that tastes like beer but good? <laughs> so... I enjoy. I both. That was my thing. I both enjoyed that, but I was just like, okay, I get what is here. Um, I will say the scene that because this is what the show I think excels at is that there are scenes that you're watching which is like are kind of fun. Yeah. And there are scenes where there are parts of it that kind of drag. Where it's like, okay, nothing is like the whole them going to investigate whatever and the whole portrayal, all of that stuff. I was just like, okay, this is kind of whatever. Yeah, it was kind of. Until, but but this is what I think. Until, until the reveal? Until the little blonde girl? Until the, not even the reveal, the like yo-yo like going like to protect Mac. Yeah. And they pan out and you see their fucking arms are just like sliced off i was just like no oh that's fucked up like out loud i just watched that and went that that's bad. fucked up yeah colson's lost an arm before it's fine yeah but like it's shield it is but like what i was gonna say is the larger point is i think the one thing one of the things that i think the show has consistently been able is that you have these I mean, it's some of this TV writing run one where it's just like, okay, we're dragging, we're dragging. Last season was kind of like, all right, there's this couple of episodes where and nothing is going it. on. No, I loved it. Yeah. But, uh, and then they'll have it with, like, the reason why there's this is because there's this that's going to happen. Yeah. They're really good at world building, but that's like, you know, that's like Joss Whedon, Drew Goddard. Like this last one was 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 writ- was written and directed by Drew, I think. Um, oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, Drew's really good. Yeah, Drew is Captain in the Woods, man. <laughs> Yo, Drew Goddard, man. Yeah, but like so, but that kind of like world building and stuff, which is like which is kind of like what Russell T Davies did when when he like rebooted Doctor Who. It was kind of like he wanted to take like the the Whedon approach. And Are we know when that comes back, by the way, because I, I've seen they now have like the new intro. It comes back in the autumn. Oh, no. oh wow. That long? Jesus. It's not okay. that long. We get the summer. And then, okay. and then we got Doctor Who. So it comes back in the autumn uh, with Jodie Whittaker. I'm excited about that. But like Drew Goddard's thing, I really like that they got this, uh, what's his name, to be the new symbiote or whatever it is, the synthetic guy from the future. Why or does he look familiar? He's been in so many things. Yeah, he was in Grandma's Boy. Did you see okay. Grandma's Boy? No, but I know, like he, I'll he was have in to, Bones. Yeah, yeah, no, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm sure he's a comedy person too, because uh, one of my favorite parts of Agent Carter was the fact that Matt Bronger was on it. Yeah, Agent Carter was was great. I just recently saw. I told we talked about this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Agents of Shield is going strong. I think it's doing a lot. Somebody's got to go. Yeah. And somehow they have to wrap this up before Age of Ultron, which is, which is in May, right? Well, not Age of Ultron. Uh, I'm sorry, Infinity, uh, Infinity Wars. War. Yeah. They, they have gotta, to figure out either how to connect it or how to yeah. wrap it up before then. I think the, the biggest, it is the, and I think we talked about it last time we talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the elephant in the room is Infinity War. Yeah. Because it's like, you spent all this time where you didn't, you weren't, you spent an entire season, well, two seasons actually, because the framework is a whole like 
disconnect kind of from the rest of the MCU as well. So you basically have spent two seasons almost completely disconnected from the the rest of the MCU. Are you have you written yourselves into a corner a corner like I don't think Kevin Feige would allow it. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see what they're gonna do, man. Like So what day is Infinity War? That's in May, right? Yeah. And uh Jessica, apparently apparently you, April twenty seventh. That's next month, dude. Wow. That's soon. Yeah. Uh and, and Jessica Jones season two is next is next week. No, this Friday. I mean, that, yeah. Oh, my God. It's the 8th. Yeah. Yep. This Friday. I'm very excited for that. I am very excited about that um, as well. I'm, I, yeah. I'm going to, like, not talk to people for a couple days. <laughs> yeah. I I have some stuff I got to do. Well, wait, I have an early day, so I'm going to probably come home and wa- and binge watch a bunch of that, and then I'm going to do a show. So, like. <laughs> I'm going to probably watch a couple episodes in the morning, go to work, watch, uh, an, uh, like, a couple episodes when I get back. Watch a couple episodes Saturday. Go to work. Well, if it's anything like the first season, I don't think I could watch more than two epi- fucking ep- episodes. Episodes of that. Of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just be like, I need, I need, to, I need to go pray. I hear the purple <laughs> man's coming back. I don't think that's necessary. And why? I mean, I don't. She I, killed him. I heard she he's coming back, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's coming back as like he's alive or as a main villain or anything, right? Because. If we've seen anything from the preview, it's like a lot of it is going to be examining her past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means they might be delving more. I mean, the preview kind of is a bait and switch where they have like a guy lighted in purple, like clapping. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like that's not a flashback. That's not a hallucination. Yeah, yeah. Like, I see what you're there's saying. There's so many ways that they could play that that doesn't necessarily mean that he's the he's a villain. That is, he could still play a because, like I said, they're dealing dealing with her past, so that doesn't. He could still play a really large role, yeah, and still be dead. (laughs) I want to go back to Ages of Shield for a sec. Yeah, go for it. I think somebody's gonna get it. Yeah, I think somebody has to. I'm hoping it's not May. I'm hoping it's Coulson. Really? I love Coulson, but I think it's it's fine. We've we've got we he was uh, we had He's him run since, his course like his, yeah we had him since the first Iron Man movie he's done ten years in the MCU right 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 like, I mean and that's also he was way, killed already that's that's a see one thing that I think and I know why they haven't done this and it's a thing they might I I don't think they're gonna have time as far as like momentum of story to do this in Infinity War but. None of the other, none of the Avengers know that he's because most of them have a relationship. They weren't with told. Him. They weren't told that he was brought back. Yeah, none of them know. On purpose. Yeah. That's that's a thing that like, that's really a thing that I I want them to deal with at some point, and I don't think I don't know that they're ever going to. I mean, let's remember that for Age of Ultron and for for Winter Soldier. Not Civil War, but for Age of Ultron and for Civil War, the episodes surrounding it of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were spot on. Yeah. Almost to the point where they were spoiling a little. Yeah. But not, not enough to be upset about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like there was one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I didn't watch because I hadn't seen Winter Soldier yet. Um, and then I went back and watched it. I think somehow they're going to pull some magic together. Because this is also Marvel LA, right? So, like, Marvel Hollywood. It's not the, yeah. the Netflix New York stuff. Yeah. So they were working closer with, with, with uh, Fahey and the stories. Yeah. So I think somehow it's going to connect. Somehow the, the beacon calling the Kree might be what sets off Infinity Wars. Yeah. And also, as we discussed before, even though the show sucked... I think I honestly think they're just gonna pretend that it didn't happen. Oh, and humans? Because like you got a, an entire chunk, a major chunk of your universe that is just like, are we just gonna pretend this didn't happen? I don't think they're gonna do that. I think it's not gonna come back as a full show, but they're still gonna. It's still gonna happen. And I don't mean in humans the show. I mean the, the humans as a concept. Yeah. Well, they're still saying in humans and in, in Agents of Shield. That's what I mean, and it's something they haven't addressed at all in the in like the movies. Yeah, and it's just like that's such a. I mean, comic book like in the comic books, like the Inhumans are such a major part of the Marvel universe, especially the kind of recent Marvel universe. Well, that's also because they were like 
they were they were they were trying to push out X Men, but then they they doubled down on X Men in, yeah. in the comics. But for a bit, they were trying to push out X Men because because of the whole Fox thing. Yeah. But now, but then they doubled now down it doesn't with matter anymore. <laughs> X Men Blue, X Men Gold, X Men yeah. Red. Tavon read all of them. He says he loves them. There, I mean, I I've heard good. I, you know what? It, 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 honestly, it comes down to like I. We can cover comics a little bit, and then and then we can. Is what I've discovered is I just I'm not. I don't follow characters anymore. Okay. As if we're talking big two, like I don't call I don't follow characters anymore. I follow I follow Black Panther. That's about it. Yeah, and I I would fo- I you know I haven't kept with it just because I read stuff mostly in trade form. Yeah, is just. And there was there was one care like I was reading the Buffy comics, but even those I kind of I kind of fell off with a little bit. Yeah, I fell off that. I haven't bought a Buffy comic in a while, and Giles has his uh, a solo series. Yeah, and my big thing, and like the side series, I I did I read the Willow one, and that was about it. Yeah. But I was just like, if there is a a writer I like attached to it, and with the Buffy comics, a lot of time that is that is writers from the show. Yeah. If there's writers I like, I will follow. And like, just over the course since they started, like quote unquote, season eight, like number of years ago of Buffy, the best arc, very obviously, was like when I tell you who the writer is, I was like, of course, was Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, because Brian K. Vaughn is a fucking great writer. <laughs> like, I have yet to read something by him that like. That you didn't like. That I didn't like, yeah. There's stuff I've liked less. Yeah. But not anything that I was just like, this is not good. <laughs> like, and it's, and, and so much of the stuff that he does, like, that he's done, it, like, Why the Last Man is nothing like Ex Machina. I have to read Why the Last Man. Yeah. Ex Machina is nothing like Saga. Yeah. Saga is nothing like Runaways. The Pride. The Pride is nothing like Runaways. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so, all the stuff he does is so, and it's all good. <laughs> like, I could probably lend you, I think I have the first trade of Why the Last Man. Oh, yeah, I, I would love to read it. I got to catch up on stuff before I borrow something. Yeah. So I'll tell you what I've been getting. Okay. You know, follow me on Twitter. You can see every no, Wednesday. No, no, yeah, yeah. Follow Eliel on Twitter because he definitely does the yeah. comic side cop thing. Do it on the show notes. Eliel Lucero, E-L-I-E-L-L-U-C-E-R-O. I've actually started doing that just in the description now. Whenever you're, <laughs> uh, perfect, perfect, dude. Yeah, but uh, Image has this new comic called Ice Cream Man. Two, uh, okay. There are only two two issues out. I gotta tell you, I heard about it. I wasn't able to buy it, and it sold out like right away. Really? Okay. So I had to wait a few weeks for a reprint. I mean, my my big thing still is Wicked and Divine. Wicked and Divine is just like has become my new favorite book. Let me tell you about Ice Cream Man. Okay. Ice Cream Man is by far the creepiest comic book I've ever read. Okay, it made like have all you read the hairs. Nailbiter? Nailbiter is pretty. Let me talk about Ice Cream Man. Okay, go ahead. It made all the little hairs on my body stand up. Okay, like it was just creepy. The mood, the 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 concept is there's this ice cream man who goes. And he can give you ice cream, and he'll give you any flavor you want. But, like, consequences will come with it. So he gives this little, the first comic, he gives this little kid an ice cream, but this this very dangerous um, spider attaches himself to the kid and follows him. And the next scene we see is his parents are petrified at the dinner table, and the kid is just like, ha, 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 ha. And more happens. So much more happens. Ice Cream Man definitely got to cop that. Who's who's behind it? Because I mean, it's probably just people who are just like. Was, uh, well, the names on the on the cover, which I'm reading, is Prince Morazzo and O'Halloran. Okay. But it's image. It's a dope comic book, and it's so like it sold out the first day. Wow. So I couldn't okay. even get it because I wasn't. I didn't get to the comic shop early enough. Um. I've talked about Days of Hate. I'm really digging Days of Hate. hate. What's Days of Hate? I have, I mean Days of Hate. I haven't. It's 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 also Image. Uh, 
has a lot like they're they're messing they're playing around a lot with with the world that we seem to be heading to become with the whole Trump and stuff. Okay. So it plays around with that. But another one that is doing that, which has two out right now, is Collexit. So you know how Brexit? This is Collexit. Okay. So California exits uh, the the union. Okay. And it's it starts in like the year 20, I think it's like 2022. And we're two years into the Trump re-election. Oh, dear Lord. And okay. so much okay. stuff happens. And there's this like girl... Who some we I don't know yet because I haven't read the second one. I have it though. And this is girl being chased by the government and people in like the Beverly Hills are protecting the girl and the government is going crazy. And it's 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 there's a lot of world building. It's called Cal Exit C A L E X I T. That's also is it image? No, it's Black Mask. Okay. Which which I've been digging a lot. Um, Black Mask also has this book called The Wilds. Which I recommend everybody should get. The first one came out. Uh, the writer is Vita Ayala, and the artist is Emily Pearson. The Wilds is an amazing book. I'm not going to say too much about that. I think you guys should read it. And it's also by Black Mask. Um, yeah. So right now I'm really digging that Mara number one. I copped. I haven't read yet, but I'm very excited. And also. Everybody should know that Victor Lavalle's Destroyer finally came out yeah, and trade paperback, trade. and it's it's shiny and pretty, and it's a wonderful story. And I own all the comic books, and I just bought the trade. Yeah, well, actually, you gave me all the comic books. No, I didn't. I told you those were borrowed. Oh, those are borrowed. Yeah, the I told you the I think it was the Destroyer, and maybe one other, but the rest of them were given, and I was like, no, the Destroyer, I need back, buddy. Okay, I'll get that back to you. <laughs> Sorry to talk about this on air, but no, 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 no it's okay. <laughs> Not today. I don't want to take them home today. Okay. I didn't bring them back. Okay. Uh, I will say that the book that I picked up, uh, that Jared recommended to me, uh, I'm going to have to read the second trade because uh, is Descender, which is also image. It's uh, in the future there, you know, Earth has made contact with aliens. There's a lot of different worlds. There's like a protectorate type thing. Yeah. And at some point, these giant robots arrive on all of like the major planets and they basically like obliterate, obliterate all like the central planets Ooh. and everything. And there's like a scientist and it, it basically begins with this, what you think is a little boy. And mm -hmm. it turns out that the little boy is like an actual, like kind of like AI. Yeah. Like, uh, he's like a robot and it, there's a, there's a connection between the programming for this little boy and these giant robots that destroyed everything and also it goes back into the past that like the programming for little boy came from this robot that they found that might was actually like ancient mm -hmm. it's it's very cool it's a lot also a lot of world building but you know there's enough care i am i'm a big fan of world building but there has to be enough character stuff in there that like i become attached to characters and there's enough character stuff in there that i'm just like Especially with like this little boy robot, where yeah. it's like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in. I, I like, I like children AIs. Yeah, just like in the movie AI. <laughs> yep. Did you watch the Oscars? No, I did not. Okay, I watched it. Get Out didn't win. And what? He won original screenplay. Jordan Peele won original screenplay. Yeah, that's kind of a consolation prize. And that's uh, what they give to the person that doesn't win a best film of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I forget who it was. Now it's become a thing, and I don't know how you can trace it to who made the original joke, but uh, apparently uh, Grinding Nemo. Grinding Nemo. I, I didn't think see that's that joke. the I'm probably getting the joke wrong, but it's, funny, it's, that's the movie that won. I, don't get me wrong. I haven't seen that movie. I've heard it's beautiful. The Shape of Water? Yeah. I loved it. I've heard it. Okay, yeah, that, that one, Best Picture and Glamour, and Glamour won. So. Listen, I don't think... I think Guillermo, yeah. The Shape of Water, yeah. I don't think that movie didn't deserve to win. I wanted to get out to win. Yeah. But it didn't, it, it like didn't not deserve to win. The Shape of Water was a beautiful movie. It's a fairy tale. Some dope parts. Michael Shannon plays an awesome villain. I feel like a lot of people talk about Octavia Spencer and I forget the lady's name. And uh, Doug Jones as the fish guy, as yeah. Abe, Abe, Abe without voice, <laughs> yeah, Abe without like the intelligence. Um, so I feel like people talk a lot. Michael Shannon does a 
creepy ass dope job. Word. It's a great film. I loved it. What I did see recently that I was really into that I think people should check out is Annihilation. Okay. Annihilation is a dope, uh, trippy, mindfuck sci-fi I wanna, film. I want to get around to it. I, I also kind of want to read the book as well. So just. I think you should because I left feeling, wow, I wish I would have read the book first because now there's now I'm going to have that in my head. But I think you should see it in the theater, man. I mean, like, you got Natalie Portman, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. You got, um, what's her name? Um, uh, Tessa Thompson is in yeah. it. You have Gina Rodriguez not playing Jane the Virgin at all. Yeah. And and it's like, it's really, and, um, and you know, like the token guy is uh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. And it's like, it's really... It's really a mind trippy type Wait, of film. Can I admit to something? What's that? That, I, uh, that I'm not ashamed of it. What's that? But uh, I am super duper happy that Jordan Peele won for original screenplay. Yeah. I was kind of secretly rooting for Kumail and Emily. Emily I for see. For the big sick. But this is the thing. This is the the whole thing. Not that, not necessarily that it's a better movie or that it's like. But the whole point of of like when they usually do like the screenplay, like best adapted and best screenplay, they really call like for best adapted, I wanted Logan to win. Yeah. Which didn't. I knew it wasn't going to. I knew too. Yeah. But <laughs> a, a boy could dream. But for best film, I wanted to get out to win for best film. I, I wanted, do too, yeah. I wanted Guillermo to win for best director. And for best original screenplay, I wanted them to give it to Kamal and Emily. Kamal and Emily, yeah. Because, I mean, and and the fact that The Big Sick wasn't even nominated, just because it's a comedy and, and they're stupid. And, like, and that it, you know what a lot of that has to do with? It's it's a comedy. It was a movie that got put out by Amazon. It came out in theaters. But there there's so much. Uh, so much politics and bullshit in it. Yeah, there's just like. But like, in, in the same vein, Holly Hunter should have been best best supporting. And Ray Romano should have been best supporting. Not one, but at least because I didn't see three billboards or whatever. I saw Itania. Alison Jenny did a fine job. Um, okay. It's not a movie that people need to see. Who won best supporting? Best supporting was Alison Jenny for Itania okay. and Sam Rockwell for three billboards. Ah, uh, I love I, Sam Rockwell. But I love Sam Rockwell. I haven't watched three billboards. I'm not going to pay for it. I will watch it, but I'm not going to pay for it. It's not like a like a um, a Woody it's Allen it, here's, film. Here's I just can't I, watch. Here's what I will say about: I haven't seen it, but there are certain elements that I know about it yeah. in it. I love Sam Rockwell based uh -huh. on what I know about the character that he plays. He it's plays like, a racist. Yeah, can, that was my my one thing. Is like, can we not? Give Oscars, no matter how good hey, the, hey, the buddy, performance is. You did is. a great job playing a racist. Yeah. Here's a statue. Yeah. And I want to see it just because, you know, uh, oh, God, now my brain is failing me. Princess Francis McDormand. Yeah, yeah I, she won for She's that. amazing. She, oh. won the, she won the Golden Globe and she won Best Actress. She won back Best Actress? Yeah, yeah Best Actor and a Female Lead, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Suzo, like all, that, all, the, all the acting stuff went to white folk. Um, who's mm. the other person? Oh, yeah. What's his fucking face? Gary Oldman winning for Churchill, like ugh, with the prosthetics and all that bullshit. It's fine. Like, yeah, there are certain things that are just like that movie pisses me off a bit. I haven't seen it, but it pisses me off because I know all of the all of the uh, the, the historical things that are inaccurate. And what they're basically doing is rewriting rewriting history, and that's kind of upsetting. It's like yeah, we either make it historical or or, or make it more blatantly obvious that it's fiction, you know? I think the best Winston Churchill is still the one from Doctor Who. So, <laughs> all other yeah. Winston Churchills bow down. It's the thing is, like, uh, and Gary Oldman is another one who I'm just like, you're great. Not but, for this one. <laughs> but not for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are just certain people. But, but I, and I don't know if Gary Oldman has ever won before. I don't think so. I think, and that's what that is. It's, it's a guy who... Should have gotten one, probably many times over. Yeah, and they didn't give it to what's his face that wins every whenever he's in a movie, and they didn't give it to Meryl Streep, who's been nominated like now like eighth, eighteenth time. Yeah, but she has like two, right? Something she like has that. more than two. She yeah. has like four, I think. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Oh, Tom Hanks. That's who you're thinking of. 
He he got nominated. Paper. Is it the paper? Is that what it is? The Post. The Post. Another movie. I was like, you know what? The Post is one of those movies that is like the King's Speech. Or yeah. just like, I'm sure it's a great movie. I'm sure there's great acting. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I just don't care. That's how I, I feel. Even like the concept of the movie. I'm like, I'm, I know the history of this. It's a great story. It's the Panama Papers. Okay, yeah, great. great. I, I just, I don't care. Everybody who's seen the Post like told me that the Post is kind of spotlight without excitement. And like, yeah, and it was just like great acting because you have Meryl Streep, you have Tom Hanks, you know, you have you have a uh, uh, Spielberg, but it's like okay. But right. do I want to watch it? No. Fine. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. Yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if it's on HBO and I'm bored and there's yeah, nothing exactly. else, I'll put it on. I've watched chunks of the King of King Speech when my parents oh, were watching it. Oh, I saw the King Speech in the theater and I loved it. Sure, sure, it's a great movie. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was great. It, but it's one of my favorite examples of like, of like, I'm sure it's fantastic. I just don't care. It's a stuttering, <laughs> a stuttering king. He has so much to overcome. He's a king of England who has so much to overcome. Uh, oh Lord, are we uh, good? I think we're good. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say one last thing. Go watch Annihilation. Word. It's a really good movie. And go see Black Panther again. Go see Black Panther even, even again. Though, even though this, this is going to be a, separate, a different episode. <laughs> but no, but like, go watch Annihilation. I think it's a movie that needs the support and a movie that uh, that after it leaves the theater and people like didn't even know that it was dope or whatever, like a year from now, everybody's going to be talking about how dope Annihilation is. Yeah, and it's gonna I have that become, feeling too. It's going to become part of that, that sci-fi dope canon. I mean, the last time I felt a certain ways was watching The Abyss. Yeah, the bit, a bit, the Abyss definitely like gives you that trippy head fuck uh, sci-fi yeah. feeling. But watch, go watch Annihilation. Uh, if not for Natalie Portman, do it for for Gina Rodriguez, who or deserves Tessa Thompson. <laughs> God, yeah, I, I, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, Natalie Portman. Yeah, Gina Rodriguez because she deserves more silver screen roles she deserves more movie roles sure you know she's doing great in tv and like on social media and other shit but i want to see more gina rodriguez on the screen you know latinos are the biggest movie uh purchasers um theater movie pictures um you know, they go to the theater to watch movies the most. That's going to be the next. The I most. Think, and there's think, not a lot of representation. I think that is good. Like, I mean, a lot of people have been saying this about Black Panther is that it hoping it kind of opens the door. And I think the next big thing that you're going to see is like, here's this huge, like you're saying, this huge untapped audience, I think, is Latinos, man. Like, But whenever you have a diverse, whenever you have a diverse uh, uh, um a diverse cast, like let's say the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, Latinos buy it out, and we are we are the biggest moviegoers in the country by margins. Latino women are the biggest shoppers in the country, like the biggest consumers in the country by margin. So, like, watch Annihilation. Do it for Gina. Latinos forever. Wakanda forever. I love you all, and you can be Latino and black. Bye. <laughs>